children of sons of God, we, within the past four weeks, there are some statements that have come again and again and again. And you know, whenever we hear the Holy Spirit repeating the same thing again and again, even out of context or why we did not expect it, I believe that um, the church need to pay attention closely and more to that. And during this week, I want to thank those of you who came for the 6 o'clock prayer right through this week. We had um, a greater turnout. For those of you who haven't heard about it, this church gathers every day here in this building, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. We pray here every day, 6 to 7. Not only that, we also have a meeting on Wednesday, Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays at 10 a.m. For people who are not able to come in the evening, maybe you have evening duty and you, you miss the 6 to 7 prayer, you can always join us on Monday, Wednesday and Friday at 10. And let me say something to us too. In those prayers, we, in those meetings, we have been praying for 6 o'clock one throughout. But then we began to share the word of God as well in our prayer, which was quite interesting. But the one for, for Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, 30 minutes prayer and 30 minutes reading the Bible. They started the Bible from Genesis chapter 1. Sister um, Blessing, what, where are you now? First Chronicles chapter 10. You see, those people who have been going to that kind of meeting, if I ask you all questions about each chapter of the Bible and each book in the Bible from Genesis to Chronicles, let me just ask you that. What is, you know, a particular book about? In chapter 1 of this book, what will you find? Many of you will be looking. Because if you have not been studying the Bible in such a, a format, you will only know the things when they preach. Preaching, most times people hear, but only few who hear develop their knowledge in, you know, out of preaching, knowledge of the Bible. Because many people who hear preaching, they come in, they hear, they come the following week, they hear, they come the following week, they hear. What they had last week, they can't remember anymore. Okay? But Bible study is an opportunity where you sit down and you also, you have read this, the very scripture and then you can share. So in this house, those things are going on. Also, every Wednesday in this house, we have a Bible school open to all members where you are taught book by book. That is more, you know, regulated because you look into various areas that are related to you. So in this house, therefore, there's so much going on. So much going on. It is very easy for a man to be on earth and many prosperity in the city, a man is poor. In the same city where some people are discovering and they are excelling, new people are being born, they are growing, they are graduating, they are becoming rich. Whereas somebody who has been there for a long time, because Eli principle applies. In the book of First Samuel chapter 3, this is not what I'm teaching you today. He talks about Eli and Samuel. And the distinction between Eli type of attitude and Samuel type of attitude is this. 
He said Eli used to sleep in the same old place. But Samuel was watching at the altar. Caring for the lamp of God. Eli, who is the principal person assigned to do that, had forgotten it. So, when the word of God came, the Bible says, and at that time, because Eli, who is supposed to be the one leading, has abandoned God, the word of God was rare. And that has to do with the type of Christians who never hear God because you have abandoned the regular act of worship. And it says that, but that Samuel who kept the fire burning, the word of the Lord came to Samuel, age 13. And a grandfather who was the head could not hear. So, what I'm saying by that is that we almost wake up, you know, uh, to holy indignation regards, you know, what God has given to us as a church. Somebody will join CFT Church, you know, a month, and he's involved in all these things, and he says, ah, thank you, for, thank God for discovering this church. Whereas someone can say that ah, we were there before you were born, and you don't know what's going on. I'm saying that to help you change your attitude towards God. I will get it now. It is time for those who serve him to recognize this. To the wayward, I shall be wayward, says the Lord. To the upright, I shall be upright. So we are going to the end of a quarter, which will always end with Holy Ghost Convention in the history of this church. During the period of Holy Ghost Convention, people get baptized in the Holy Spirit afresh. People get gifts of the Spirit. So it's a thing you must never forget. Now, before I go into, therefore, in this week, we are looking at those voices God spoke again and again among us. And it was very, very expository, isn't it, for those who were in the meeting. But before we go into the lecture of today, which will continue on the, the, the major principles God given us about sons of God, I want to say this. We had a wedding in our church yesterday. How many of you did not hear that wedding was going to take place? If you did not hear the announcement at all, that wedding was taking place yesterday. Oh, so only few of us. So many of us had that wedding was going to take place. Yes? Okay, if you heard that the wedding was going to happen yesterday, somebody was wedding in CFT yesterday, wave your hands up. Yeah, raise your hand very well. If you didn't know whether you heard or you didn't hear, raise your hand. Because the question I ask, I'm not speaking Bagura here. I ask question that, that is my mother's mother tongue. I ask questions that if you did not hear, I think I'm not too, you know, um, if you did not hear that there was going to be a wedding, wedding, raise your hand, I said. So if you did not hear, then it means that you had, correct? Yes? Now let me say this to you, where were you? Where were you? When we asked for visitors, visitors outnumbered you more than five times. That's a disgrace on you, not me, because I was there. Especially any one of you who have been ordained to be a leader. 
or a worker. Very big disgrace. That should not happen again. That is how God measures whether you truly care for your own brother. On the day of your own function, imagine I did not report all my pastors stay at home so that you will do your program yourself. Your daughter is wedding, your son is wedding, you will have to wed them. And you invited all your friends. Your general overseer was supposed to be there. He went just for a dinner with his uh, own family. Eh? Haven't you spoken and boasted of who your general overseer is? It's not there for you. So it is when you are not there for one another. Your religion must not be club or society. It must be from the heart. Are we together now? Jesus said to Peter, do you love me more than this? He said, yes, I love you. He said, you don't. He said, but Lord, you know. I swear. He said, no, you swear for nothing. Do you know why? The only way you can show that you love me is what you show to your brother. To feed my sheep. I want every one of you in this house to follow me as I follow Christ. Okay? General overseers like me, you will find them once in a month. You will book to see them six months before you can see them, or one year. I don't do that among you. I'm here with you every day. I could just go and be preaching all over the world, I will make money. Because there are people who write me every week begging that I should come and speak in conferences. They will pay for my ticket. They will pay me a lot of money for coming. Okay? Because in in Christendom, I've walked to the level. But I did not go. Because when I die, God will not ask me what happened in those conferences. He sent me to you not to them. Okay? If I don't have money and I'm with you, I prefer it than to have millions, but I'm not attending to you. When I die, everybody will bear his name in the grave. So understand this. If you are in a family that you have a responsibility before the Father, God, concerning your family. Okay, let's talk. I was going to fire all leadership. I told the leaders yesterday that all the leaders didn't come. I will remove them from the title. Didn't I? But I repented of that overnight. I wouldn't do that. I told them. I was very angry. I I don't get angry. One of the things my wife would tell you is that, you know, our apostles don't get angry. Okay? So, but when I'm angry, it's for the things of God. You can't make me angry for anything. But when it comes to God's things, I could be made angry. Jesus went one day and he whipped people with cane. Can you imagine? I just come to this church, I carry koboko and start to fire everybody, regardless of assault and battery. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. But when I... I just thought again in the night that what can cause all this? Well, maybe it's an issue of governance, communication, maybe we didn't communicate it very well. But at the same time, you have a blame because you only need to hear once that your, your brother needs your help. You don't need to be told again. 
and you show up there. Someone says that, well, I was not invited to the reception. Anyone in this church who will expect you to invite CFT to reception, he wants to kill you. Can you feed the whole of this church? Ah. Uh, even there is no social function hall that can take CFT in yourself and, and cathedral. We don't want you to die because <coughs> we want to eat your food. We want to celebrate with you. I will together now. But if you can invite 20 people to feed them, that's all right. If you can invite 100 people to feed them, we still celebrate you. We will still do our duty to you as to come and worship and all stuff, even if we are not going to follow you to reception. I will together now. So don't say because of food, you won't serve God. There are some people who did that to Jesus Christ. After he gave them food, they wanted to make him king. Hallelujah, somebody. You are not part of those who king people up because they are giving you food. Amen. Amen. Uh-huh. So tell somebody beside you, I repent. I repent. If you didn't say it, we said it for you. <laughs> Amen. Now, let's go through what God has been teaching us. You know, God started speaking with us for a while now on the sons of God. Know ye not that you are sons of God. Really, let me say that for a quarter we started by looking at what is the church of the living God. And we found out that the church of the living God is God's household. And God began to show us from there that we are brothers of Jesus Christ. And the major scripture that that stands from is Romans chapter 8 verse 29 again and again and again and again and then god took us into the privilege the rights and privileges of sons of god in talking about that the lord spoke about the ministry of angels how it is disposed to you and then he ended up by teaching us about the manifestations of the sons of god now for five minutes we are going to discuss and then i will take you into the three things okay so Let's talk. What scripture talks about the manifestation of the sons of God? You can look at your, or your sermon notes. Don't put anything on the board until I tell you to do so. So look at your sermon notes and tell me. If you don't have sermon notes, in CFT church, it is necessary for everyone to write. If you can write. Do we get it now? Yes, there. Mark 16, 17. Put Mark 16, 17 on the board and let's see what that says. Manifestation of sons of God. What scripture tells you about that? Let's see Mark 16, 17. Yes? 16, 17. All right. What does this say, somebody? This sign shall follow them that believe. Why are you looking at me like that, choir? This sign shall follow them that believe. Yeah. What the brother implies by that is that that is the implication of the manifestation. But there's a very scripture that talks about the whole world or creation waits in eager expectation for sons of God to be revealed. What scripture says that? Romans 8.19. Okay, let's look at Romans 8.19. I want you, if all of you... All of us here should just be mindful of what I'm saying. Because I taught these things before all of you. And I wanted to... I want. <laughs> you know, one of the things I love to do in church is to build you up, not for the scripture only, but for success. 
What I do with you is what, what determines failure from success. Okay? Students go to the same class. Some fail. Some pass. Some come with distinction. The major difference is what you are seeing. If you cannot remember what you have been taught because you did not write it down, that's the reason why it's the difference between first-class student and a failure in university. Are we together now? Come on now. I can't hear you. So what does it say? Let's read together. Mm-hmm. Creation wait with eager expectation for sons of God to reveal. The other tradition says that the whole creation waits for the manifestations of the sons of God. So, but in the week, I help you understand. The Bible, which is just the uniqueness about Bible, I think which also is simulated in intellectual writings. The Bible, most times, speaks about specific things. But it is symbolic to many. So if you look at this, it's talking about rapture, specifically. But in implication, it's applicable to your normal life. When you pass in the street like that and you are born again, people who are possessed with demons, when their spirit sees you, their spirit is crying to your spirit for help. But you can't see it. If you can sense it and say, I rebuke you, devil, you will see demons flying out of people. That's what happened to Jesus. The spirit of those men are crying to you. And the demons in them are afraid once they see the blood of Jesus on somebody. But the fact is that many who carry the blood of Jesus are unaware because they have not developed their spirit man. Only few of us can see. But it is for all who believe in Jesus to be like him. Demon saw Jesus, he ran to Jesus. Demon possessed him. What do we have to do with you, son of God? Why? The Bible said Jesus had told the spirits to leave without uttering his mouth. Now, this is what we are all going for the last week of this month, Holy Ghost Convention, for the manifestation of the gifts of the spirits. You must be very hungry for this. Your Christianity must not be theory. It must be demonstration of God's power. I would gather now. How many people have think here? How many people here think they have problem? You don't have problem at all. None of you have problem. None. Look at you. You don't have any problem as far as I'm concerned. The only problem you have is to be yourself. That is what God made you. When you manifest what God makes you, you will discover how those useless problems they will not exist anymore. The higher you go in God, the lesser your problems are. There are some problems who will decide to leave. Because if, if they don't leave, you will punish them terribly. Are we together now? The higher you go in God. It's like somebody says that I'm poor, I'm poor, I'm poor. The more educated you are, the richer you become. You're doing diploma here, diploma there, diploma there. All your 10 years, you're guarding diploma. If you are going to invest in it, just one degree. It will, it will swallow up all the diplomas. Are we together? If you do one degree and you cannot make it, do second degree. If you do second degree, go the third one in a relevant area. By the time you read about four or five degrees, you will find a job somewhere. I will together now. Same thing I'm telling you. Man who is born again, have no problem. A person who is not born again is the one who has problem. Once you are born again, you determine how far you can go in life and you determine how stagnated you can be. I will together now. So simple. Life simple. Simple. 
The creation is waiting for you to manifest. Your family, they're waiting for you to manifest. Their spirit is crying for you to manifest. Because your manifestation will free them. But then, having said this, we looked at another scripture. I think this is what I'll cover today. If the, the Bible says manifestation, the creation is waiting for you to, for the sons of God to manifest, we looked at who sons of God are. And the scripture says that sons of God are God. Jesus spoke about flesh gives birth to flesh, spirit gives birth to spirit. What scripture is that? That is the phenomenon of Look at your, your summer notes. Yes? John what? <laughs> it is good that you are trying to regurgitate it. Check your summer notes. I spoke about it two Sundays ago and last Sunday. John 3.6. John 3.6. Okay, let's see John 3.6. That tells us about the philosophy of the sons of God. It says, flesh gives birth to flesh, spirit gives birth to spirit. Jesus here was trying to explain the philosophy behind sons of God that they are gods. You are a human being because your parents are human beings. Yes? And the Bible talks about various flesh, isn't it? So, the animals have a flesh. 1 Corinthians 15 is dedicated to explaining that anatomy or whatever about, about birth. Flesh give birth to flesh. It says the seed have a flesh, the moon have another body, and the sun have another body. Now, in, uh, a monkey will give birth to a monkey. And you call a monkey monkey because monkey give birth to monkey. Alright? Goat give birth to goat. Lion give birth to lion. You never call a dove, you never call him eagle because he was born by a dove. So, Jesus said, therefore, if the spirit gives birth, it must be a spirit. Yes? Come on now. Say, I'm a spirit. I live in my body. I have a soul. That's what composes you as a human being. When you eat, you feed your body. When you study the word of God and take it to heart, you feed your soul. And third John says, I wish above all things that you might prosper and enjoy good health as your soul. So your condition of mind has to do with health. Doctors look up to me. Condition of mind, when they did the research of the root of all sicknesses and infirmity, they found out that most infirmities have their root from human intellect, mind. When they look for cure to diseases, no medicine under heaven cure disease. Really all medicine have other damages they will do to you. There is no medicine that does not have a damage you will do to your other part of the body. They found out the only thing that can cure the body of man is the development of human soul. That's the reason why doctors are fighting with all this acupuncture and all this puncturing, like tire puncture. <laughs> because they are telling people that, look, you don't have to take those drugs. And I agree with them. Okay? But I disagree with the method. 
I agree with the principle. But what those guys do is that they just develop your soul to make you feel. So they have points in the body they studied from ancestor to ancestor that they can punch you and put some stuff and you'll be okay. But the fact is that the Bible can never get it wrong. Alright? That thought, John, let me know and you know that the amount of prosperity you have on earth is, is determined by the development of your soul, your mental. So also is the amount of health you enjoy. When we pray for people who are sick in the name of Jesus, and we say to him that, believe now, what are we doing? We are trying to develop that human soul from a natural soul to a soul that can receive. When we speak, be healed in the name of Jesus, because that soul had clinged up to faith, physical manifestation happened, and physical lump disappeared. Pains gone. Not by shooting up adrenaline, like some people have contested. But I'm talking about a cripple, totally crippled, get healed, and the legs grew and expanded. It comes because somebody's soul jumped up, was jump-started. Therefore, you are a spirit being. You live in this body that wants to die, but you have a soul that can maintain and sustain this body to your last limits. Now, what you do in church is to develop your soul so that your spirit man can function. That is what you do in church. When you develop your soul, your character and behavior will change. The way you reason will change. The more you develop your soul in line with the mind of Jesus Christ, Something takes place in your reality. I would gather. Jesus in the book of John chapter 5 went to the, to the, to the, to the, Bethesda, And he saw a man who was invalid for 38 years. And he said to the man, do you want to get well? And the man said, yes sir. Anytime that the angels tell the water, I have no one to put me there. The blind will get in there and others before me and I don't get healed. He did not have the sole understanding that the one who sent the angel that stirred the water is the one standing. I would gather now. He didn't have the understanding. Because the moment your soul man can develop, your spirit man will jump into manifestation and then you can see yourself manifesting God. There is another man who Jesus was passing by and he had the news. And he said to them, which of the Jesuses? Because there are many people bear the name Jesus. is a common name in Israel. Judas too. And he said, the one of Nazareth. And he said, the one who I had have been performing miracles. He said, yes. Then the Bible says, the man made up his mind and said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He didn't ask him for money. He asked others for money. But when the soul recognized who was passing, he got an understanding that this one, I don't need money from him. I can be made whole by him. Your soul is very important to you. And the Bible says, Jesus said, go call him. There was a man who met Jesus Christ. His name was called Jairus. He said to Jesus, come and heal my son and my daughter at home. He's sick. And Jesus was going with that man while a woman in the midst of the crowd said, 
to herself. I, am, I don't have a home for this man to come. But if I can manage to touch the hem of his garment, it doesn't matter how many people are pressing on him. I am sure I will be made whole. Soul development. Soul development. Look, the day you are so mature, you are out of poverty. The day you are so mature, you are out of sicknesses. If you have been living in you know, fear, also, the day you are so mature, you are out of fear. Your soul is the greatest asset God has given you. Really, I was listening to some scientists who analyzed the computer in, in light of human brain and soul of man. And they found out that the soul of man, the biggest computer in the world, is not, is not the operations of the biggest computer in the world, is so small compared with the operation of a baby's mind. Your soul is your greatest asset. And this is the reason why many believers don't manifest. Look, let me say this to you. That thought John says, I wish above all things that you first what? Let's read together. They are friends. Give me King James Version on this one because that is the one we are used to. Original one. Click it now. What's the matter with your computer? Click King James beside it. That's all. I said click King James. You change the verse. If you just click the button, I come over there and help you guys, you know, do a training for you on that projector. It says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest, thou mayest. So what is the reason for poverty? God did not create you to be poor. God does not even wish any man to be poor. So poverty is self-inflicted. I will change my message today. This is what I must tell you. Listen to me. Believe me. Poverty is a self-inflicted injury for anybody born again. If you have been poor all your life, your father was poor, your grandfather was poor, you were rich poor. The day you get born again, that chain is broken over you. If you continue to be poor after that time, you inflict yourself with poverty. Why? Because the God who saved you said, I wish above your speaking in tongues, casting out devil. Your praying and all stuff. Above all that, God said, look, with all your speaking in tongues, gift of the spirit, casting out devil, you should put it together and prosper first. Amen. That's what God is saying here. Amen. Why? Money answered all things, the Bible says. A man struggling with poverty cannot help any human being. Okay? But God says, above all things, I wish that you prosper. That's my wish for you. I've given you everything to prosper, and you must prosper. And he said, the second thing is, to live a good health, not to go to hospital and you have seven diseases, seven sicknesses. What are they doing in your body? What are those sicknesses doing in your body? 
If every Christian, everybody in the world will understand this, the doctors won't have a job today. In a short time, you will make doctor put make you will put doctor into the place of advice only. Because when you manifest and there is no more sick persons in England, NHS money will be enough to spend. Can we reach there? We will. We will. In the days of my spiritual father in Nigeria, I think it's in the record of 1937, God used one man to heal so many millions of people. The doctors, medical council of Nigeria, and the, the witch doctors, they gang together and they sued him to Supreme Court of Nigeria that he was practicing medicine without license. Yes. The one that lay hands on me. They arrested him and put him in Black Maria. As early as that time, they had people who are OBE, like Oba Ibi Akinyele. They had people in the Nigerian police force in the top level who are Nigerians, though it was, it was the colonial master's time, like uh, uh, Pastor Dio Odubanjo. They wanted to fight. He said, don't fight. God wanted me to go to prison. He went to that detention and got two people saved in the detention. All right? Those two people became great ministers to Ikadekmene, Calabar, and one other place. Who, through who, a, a family, a, a, a race that were cannibal got saved. The whole town. The day of the case, he came out of Black Maria at race course. Yeah, it was the high court. When he came down, in the front of the, of the court was always a man that is limb. Legs, jumbo, mumbo, jumbo, small, tiny. And that man always twists his leg on the, on the stick. And the judge, the magistrates always gave him money. And the magistrate would not tell him to leave the front of the court. And when Babalola came down from Black Maria and with handcuffs in his hand and legs, as he got to the crippled man, he looked at the crippled man. He said, stand up! And the crippled man leapt off from the ground. The legs grew and expanded. There was commotion in front of high court. So the magistrate came out and what is this nuisance in front of my court? And the crippled man, the man who was lame, said, Master, Master, I can walk. Master, look at my leg. He said, No, you cannot walk. You are lame. He said, No, no, no. Master, Master, this man told me, Stand up. My legs grew. The police who put handcuffs in him, their hands were dropped in fear. And the magistrate said, Is this what happened? The police said, yes, sir, yes, sir. The people who were there said, yes, yes. He told him to stand up, and his legs were straight. And then the magistrate said, why do you put handcuffs on a man who did this? Oh, they said, we brought him, you know, for the, he was the one charged by the medical council. He said, remove the, the, the chain from him, the handcuffs, they did. He said, follow me. He said, okay, I want to hear this case now. He put all the case aside. And he said, I want to hear. In the, in the court where witches 
and the Medical Council of Nigeria. What is the count? Charges. They read the charges that this man is practicing healing without license. He's practicing medic medicine without license. And they, they told the man, do you do healing? He said, no. He said, Jesus does through me. He said, like the man you have just seen. Then the magistrate faced the Medical Council of Nigeria and said, can you heal a lame in medical practice? They said, no. He faced the witch doctors and said, can you do this kind of miracle? Because you see that the magistrate is a white guy. He will bring a lame for them to come and experiment. He does, he's not in mediocrity. The witches say we cannot. Then the, mag, the magistrate said, then case, case is over. He said, if this man by his own practice can do this kind of miracle that you, your own groups cannot do. The three of you form a team and heal everybody in Nigeria. Hallelujah, somebody. And he said they should give him the pillar. He wrote license for, for Apostle Jesus. You are permitted to heal anybody by your means in the federal territory of Nigeria. In his days, hospital beds emptied. So doctors had peace. Hmm? It will happen in your days. It's our soul. Our soul. There is one step between life and death. There is one step between prosperity and poverty. There is one step between faith and faithlessness. Boldness and fear. It's only one step. That step is your mindset. Your soul, your soul, your soul, your soul. You can switch up, switch up your organs of your body by thinking. If you can develop your mind. Hey, listen to me. That scripture says, I wish, this is God, above all things, that you will what? Prosper and be what? In health. Even as Look at the book of Exodus 23. Let's read verse 26. I'm stopping now in two minutes. This is what God wants you to hear. Shall we read verse 25 together? No, 25 verse 23. So, uh, uh, Exodus 23. Let's read from verse 25. Hey, 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 I don't like that way you are reading, no. Read it again. Give me King NIV. Uh-huh. Yes. Did you read that? It says, Worship the Lord your God. It will cause His blessing to come upon your food. Excuse me, somebody. Look, is it general headquarters? 
Just give me two minutes. I will soon leave and go. <laughs> I celebrate you because you are a prosperous man. I can't hear that amen. It will be yours if your amen is too loud. Look, let me say this to you. I don't care what condition you are. I see you how God sees you. You are prosperous. I have a duty to take you to where God is. And you will get there. It says here, I worship the Lord your God and his blessing will come upon what? So how do you know a true worshiper? Blessing upon the works of his hand. That's how you know him. If a true worshiper of God cannot be bankrupt, struggling financially, who told you that? The Bible says the result of worship is blessing upon food and water. What you drink, what you eat. You can't be jobless. Can Holy Spirit not reveal to you the address of where they should employ you? So if you are struggling with that, you still need a true worship. Understand, the worshiper worship in their spirit and their lips truthful. Their human mind. Look, I think I will break my lecture on faith, hope, and holiness. And I'll teach you on mind development. The power of the mind. Look at what that scripture tells me. Worship the Lord your God. God will now cause his blessing. Which means the result of true worshiper of God is that you will not beg for bread. The Bible says I've been young now, I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken and his children begging for bread. Not only that, it says, I will bless your food and water and I will take away sickness. So, if you are a true worshiper, sickness cannot remain in your body. It will be taken away. Come on now. Don't, none of us should prove self-righteousness here. One plus one is two under base ten. Hmm? Maybe. And I think one plus one is zero one under base two. But adventure... As I'm, you are looking at me, am I a man or a woman? Yes. Period. So as I'm looking at you, there is blessing upon your food. Yes. There is blessing upon your water. Yes. Because you worship the Lord your God. And he say, I will take away sickness from among you. That is benefit of true worship. Look at the book of Isaiah 33 verse 24. Tell the person phoning you, I will soon finish preaching. <laughs> Shall we read that together? <laughs> I don't like the way you are reading. Read it together. No one will be Say it again. No one will be yeah? Oh, stop. Shall we read that scripture one more time? Why?
So no one living in Zion will say, I am ill. For the Lord will forgive the sins of those who dwell therein. So which means that sickness is caused by sin. And when God has forgiven the cause of a sickness, why should the sickness remain? So if you have a sickness, it is not true. It's sensual. Because the cause has been dealt with, which is sin. That's the reason why you can, in the name of Jesus, terminate every sickness. No one in Zion should say, my sickness has come back. <laughs> it's not yours. It's not yours. I say sickness is not yours. When we read the Bible, understand that you are just reading the truth. Everything you believe before it is false. And the way you feel is not correct. It's not true. Hallelujah, somebody. I may be feeling sick in my body. That is a lie of the devil. For no one that dwells in Zion will say, I am ill. Why? The Lord had forgiven the sins of those who dwell therein. And it says, I worship the Lord your God. It says, I will take away sickness from among you. I will cause your bless, my blessing to come upon your food and your water. Let's stand upon our feet. Lift up your voice and begin to declare in the name of the Lord. I am healed in the name of Jesus Christ. I am prosperous in the name of Jesus Christ. Begin to make declaration by the word of God. Begin to make declaration by the word of God. No one is done we say I'm ill. The Lord will forgive the sins of those who dwell therein. Begin to say, Lord, my sins are forgiven by the blood of Jesus. You are forgiven my sins by the blood of Jesus. Say unto God, I worship you. Let me see your blessing this week, this week, upon my food, upon my water. Let me see your blessing, O God. You are the only one I worship. If you are here and you worship something else, you better repent. If it is God of uh, the God of Israel you are worshiping, begin to tell the Lord it is written. Worship the Lord your God. He blesses you come upon my food and water. Oh, Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name. You know, I was hearing something in my head. I may success, not a failure. Jesus is the miracle walking God. He's a miracle walking God. He's a miracle walking God. I may success, not a failure. He's a miracle walking God. Hallelujah. He's a miracle walking God. He is a miracle walking God. I'm a success, not a failure. He's a miracle walking God. As you have spoken, so your life shall be. As you leave this place today, I declare in the name of he that lives forever and ever, the one who respects the confession of his sins, 
the Lord will assign angels over what you have just said now. They will guide you in your way in this week. They will bring you to the place that God has prepared for you. When you will see my side on Friday, your mouth shall be filled with laughter. And your tongue shall be filled with songs of joy. There shall be promotion in this place. There shall be direction in this place. Frustration will not go home with you. Depression will never be your portion any longer. The spirit of the living one that lives inside you, it will steer your, your understanding to wholesome reasoning. By dreams, by open vision, it will direct your destiny. Every resources you need to fulfill God's destiny for this week, receive them in the name of Jesus. Go and manifest them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' anointed name we pray. Jam your hands together for the King of Heaven. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Let's take our seats, please, in the heavenly places. Look, let me say this to you before I leave you.